On behalf of Pastor Henry Harder and the Renewal Singers, I welcome you to another broadcast of What's New. I'm Ed Peters. We continue on today in the second chapter of Acts, moving on to verse 42. This verse introduces us to the church which has just come into existence. In this verse, we are given four ways in which you can identify a real church. Here is what Dr. Luke writes concerning the fellowship of the believers. They devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to the fellowship, to the breaking of bread, and to prayer. God chose us to be His very own before the creation of the world. He decided then to make us holy in His eyes, without a single fault, we who stand before Him covered with His love. His unchanging plan has always been to adopt us into His own family by sending Jesus Christ to die for us. He did this because He wanted to. He chose me. Before the world was known, He chose me to be His very own. He made me, then let me choose my way. I chose to move away. He loved me when hope had taken. When I lost everything, He bought me. Redemption's work was done through Jesus Christ, His Son. Who shall separate me?
ways listed here in this verse by Luke in which you can identify a real church are as follows. First, they continued steadfast in the apostles' doctrine. The mark of a church is not the height of the steeple, nor the sound of the bell. It is not whether the pulpit is stationed in the middle or the chancellery is divided. The important issue is whether or not they hold to the apostles' doctrine. Correct doctrine was one of the fingerprints of the visible church. Second, fellowship. They were sharing the things of Christ. The third, breaking of bread. Breaking of bread is more than just going through the ritual of the Lord's Supper. It means being brought into the fellowship and a relationship with Christ. The fourth is prayer. In some churches today, it is a little fingerprint. That is, prayer is the evident weakness of the church. Actually, the greatest asset of any church is prayer. Now here with our study is Pastor Henry Harder. The birthday of the Church of Jesus Christ is the subject of Luke's report in Acts chapter 2. Peter, an apostle of Jesus Christ, gave the first sermon. He preached Christ and he expounded the scriptures. What more could you ask? That's what every message and every messenger should do. Peter invited his audience to change their minds about Jesus, to accept him as Lord and Christ, as the Yahweh, the Jehovah, and the Messiah of the Hebrew Scriptures. About 3,000 did that day. They believed. They received the message. They became what later in derision would be called Christians. They had identified with Jesus Christ. They had received his resurrected life. Now they needed to make a public display of their faith and break with the corrupt generation of which they had been a part. They needed to be baptized. About 3,000 were that day. Then Peter adds the third necessary step. Those 3,000 were added to the number of Christians who made up the first church, evidently in Jerusalem. A Christian is not to live in isolation. 
The Christian life was meant to be lived in fellowship with others of like faith. It was meant to be lived in community. This is the beginning of the new people of God, the church, the body of Christ. But the body of Christ is always localized in particular locations. It is always to be visible. It is never to be some shadowy figure that can't be seen or recognized. The church is not to be an invisible church. The body of Christ is always in miniature localized in a group. So first, there is salvation. Second is public baptism. And third is addition to a group of believers. These three steps must follow in that sequence. Baptism must be upon or after confession of faith, never before. And baptism should be followed by active association and participation in a group, a church. It seems to me that is the bare bones of what Peter is here saying. Now Luke continues the record. What did they do when they met as a group, these new believers? Here is how this historian Luke puts it. They devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship, to the breaking of bread and to prayer. That's a most instructive record. This is what this earliest group of believers, the first church at Jerusalem, did. They emphasized two things in their meetings. Here is the verse again. They devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship. That is, the breaking of bread and prayer. As a pastor, I was often asked, what should a church service include? I usually referred to this verse. Here is what the earliest church did. They kept it simple. They emphasized two things in their meetings, the apostles' teaching and fellowship. That's what they devoted themselves to. The fellowship involved breaking of bread and prayer. I take it that the order is important. The first and the most important was the fact that this early group of believers devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching. What does this mean exactly? Let me focus on this for a moment. The word devoted tells us that these early Christians determined to follow a single-minded course of action. They focused on the apostles' teaching. What was that? In short, they studied the scriptures and the teaching of the apostles. What had the apostles taught? What was their teaching? We know that their teaching included the words of Jesus. It included the facts of his earthly work. It certainly included his death for sin and sinners, his burial, his resurrection, ascension, and the promise of his certain return. The apostles' teaching also included a warning of possible persecution, of the inroads of false teachers, of the importance of the family relationships, and many other matters. The apostles' methodology included a careful study and interpretation of the Hebrew Scriptures especially the prophetic background as it prepared the way for Jesus. I take it, therefore, that this early group of believers were taught and constantly studied the Scriptures and those things the apostles had taught. That gave them a sense of center. 
That gave them a focus. The apostles had held to the centrality of Jesus and that all scripture focused on him. The Hebrew scriptures made sense only if Jesus was the Messiah. So this the early church perpetuated. Throughout the New Testament, teaching is an important element in the early church. I take it that these early Christians met together often every day and they would have someone teach. Someone would instruct. I'm sure there must have been discussion in their meetings. Even here when Peter gives his message, he is interrupted by a question from the crowd and he answers it. So the focus of these early believers was Christ in the scriptures. What better focus? This is a good pattern for the 20th century meetings too. Lose that focus and we lose the reason for meeting. The focus of any service must be on the one on whom the apostles and the scriptures focus, our Lord himself. It is in him where our faith finally finds its resting place. My faith has found a resting place not in a man-made creed. I trust the ever-living one that he for me What's New is a radio production of Creative Encounters. Our mailing address is Post Office Box 848, Shafter, California, 93263, USA.